Welcome to the Arrive and Thrive podcast. We are your hosts, Tyson Day and Daniel Lenardi. Our podcast is designed to give you fresh perspectives and educational insights to make sure you thrive in every moment. Regularly, we are joined by thought leaders, life learners, and generally amazing humans who bring an approach just like us, casual, relaxed, and curious. We have just turned 30 episodes young and wanted to take this moment to announce that the ANT podcast will be delivered on a weekly basis. Every Tuesday at 4pm, a new episode will be released to get you roaring for the week ahead. We want to take this moment to thank all of our guests, listeners and clients who make this experience so enjoyable for us. Ty and I love spreading positive career stories and insights that can help others develop a meaningful life and career. We're so pumped to bring you weekly episodes and appreciate the reviews and feedback that we've received. Let's jump into this week's episode. Ray Good from The Good Place is back this time with even more valuable insights. In this episode, we talk about everything from creating habits of meditation, taking control of your inbox, and managing the balance of working from home. Ray even delivers two live mindfulness exercises on both Dan and myself. Ray shares some incredible little hacks to take your daily stretch levels and diffuse them, all while bringing his cool and calm approach, to which we know you are going to love. Remember to check out his website at The Good Place and all socials to get The Good Place in your workplace. Hope you enjoy. Arrive and Thrive would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we recorded this podcast and pay our respects to their elders, leaders past, present and emerging. Ray Good from The Good Place. Welcome to the Arrive and Thrive podcast for the second time. You're our second, you're the first second guest appearance. (laughs) The first second guest appearance. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Do I get do I get like a little badge or some kind of like little oh we should like a cup or a mug or something (laughs) or two mugs two mugs we need to get a second pot plate out to you okay (laughs) so mate how are you going in this uh, COVID world as we connect right now uh yeah I mean you know I've um, like everybody trying to uh, adapt to this new way of living um, which is not too dissimilar as we were saying before I'm someone that spends a lot of time at home so it's not not been too bad um, but from a um, from the from a you know as a mindfulness and resilience teacher and coach um, it's been you know very busy um, being out on the front line um, with a lot of teams and busy professionals just um helping people at the moment getting through a difficult time right now um mm. you know mentally um yeah it's it's a it's a tough one for for a lot of people especially for us in melbourne we're still mm. in lockdown so yeah mm, absolutely and danny how are you going today yeah i'm going good i just um can't help but think i remember when you first come on ray i think you really sparked a light for Ty in regards to starting his meditation practice. And how many minutes are you up to now, Ty, for the year? How many minutes of meditation have you done? I thought you'd never ask, mate. Um, (laughs) According according to my app, I've meditated for a total of 285 days since we last caught up. So, Wow, that's that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And how long is your practice for? So my practice uh, ranges between five to ten minutes per day. Yeah, right. Okay. So yeah. try and try and meditate five minutes in the morning, and then as a switch off, work's done. I might do like a two three minute uh, meditation as well. That's great, mm. really good. Yeah, thank That's you. Good commitment. Yeah, it's a big. Um, as we mentioned before, it's uh, creating the habit of meditation is a is a tough one for a lot of people, and uh, it is actually one of the. I was been researching this. It's actually one of the the hardest habits to um to start and maintain right you know i mean i, I guess it, i could you know even if we asked your listeners today i'm sure so many of them have bought apps like calm or headspace and then given up yeah three days right well, what do you th- why do you think it's such a hard process for people to to start and stick to right because i think a lot of people go oh you know i should meditate and that's what i was like prior to to the sit down with you actually i was like you know i should be meditating but I just haven't got time for it. Yeah, I hear that a lot from people. The, um, you know, they're like, yeah, sounds good, you know, but I'm busy, don't have time. <laughs> so far, the vodka's been working great. <laughs> <laughs> so my clients do say that to me a lot. And I'm like, well, look, okay, let's forget about the vodka right now. Let's talk about actually, well, look, let's talk about meditation. Look, we all know, unless you've been living under a rock or something, we know how good 
uh, mindfulness meditation is for us, right? There's, you know, 8,000 studies on PubMed showing the enormous benefits, you know, better memory, focus, concentration, stronger immune system, lower blood pressure, slows the aging process down, improves our productivity, helps us to manage stress, anxiety. It's, it's like a no-brainer. Mm. But then when I ask, then, you know, but then I run sessions for people and they're like, they get all excited at first and then after a couple of weeks, they fall off the bandwagon. So it's like the holy grail, I think, especially for mindfulness teachers. It's like, well, how do we actually get people to start, um, start a meditation practice and stick with it? So, um, you know, what, this was something that I really decided to dive into and start researching. And I came across the work, work of one of the world's leading um, and most respected behavior scientists. His name is BJ Fogg. He's at Stanford University. And he said um, that the key to, um, you know, creating a new habit that's or starting a goal is what he calls um, tiny habits. So, and what, what he means by that is that we start super small. So we keep the bar really low, right? So that way we achieve our goal, we feel good, and then we want to raise the bar. So for my meditate, like when I'm teaching people and coaching people, you know, people say to me, look, you know, Ray, I don't have time to meditate. Okay, I'm like, all right, I get it, you don't have time. So, you know, where could we fit this into your day? Because the other thing as well about starting a new, uh, new habit and, and maintaining a habit is that you need to attach it to an existing habit. So you want to start small and you want to attach it to an existing habit. So you don't need to think about it. It's a no-brainer, all right? So you've got to get those two things right first. So we start super small and we attach it to an existing habit. So when I say start super small, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not talking about 10 minutes meditation. I'm not talking about five minutes. I'm talking about one minute meditation. Now, who can find one minute in their day to meditate? Everyone. Everyone surely. can find one minute in their day, right? <laughs> now, of course, I get a couple of the clients that, you know, okay, I don't even have one minute in my day. Okay. You don't have one minute in your day. Okay. What do you get up? What do you do first thing in the morning when you get up? Oh, I go downstairs. Okay. That's good. And yeah, I have, you know, I go to the bathroom. Then I make myself a cuppa. I'm like, okay. So you boil the kettle. Yeah, I'm boiling the what are you doing while you're boiling the kettle? Well, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. So you've got that minute there while the kettle's boiling, instead of being on your weapon of mass distraction and stress directly to your prefrontal cortex, what about you <laughs> doing some meditation? I'm like, so, you know, there's an opportunity there. So there's a habit. There's something that he does every day. So that's the habit that we can attach it to, right? Boiling the kettle. And then we make it really small, one minute. And so, you know, that one minute, he does it every day, one minute starts to get the benefits after a couple of weeks, it might go up for two minutes, three minutes, so it might just stay at one minute. But what you might find is that one minute turns into three minutes, turns into five minutes, turns into 10 minutes, turns into 20 minutes. So mm. that seems to be the best way to get people to start a new habit and not just for meditation, for anything that you want to do. So this researcher was also talking about himself. He's, he personally wanted to do uh, push-ups every day. So he started every time he went to the bathroom, he'd do one push-up. So he went to the bathroom a lot of times, 10 push-ups a day. And then he'd up it, you know, week two might be two push-ups every time he went. Or if you want to, if you want to um, floss your teeth, you're like, okay, I need to floss my teeth every day. So what do, they, what do they say to suggest to do? Just floss one tooth. Next day, just floss one tooth. And then you, yeah, okay, I did that. You move up to two. So this mm. is a way for us to actually change our behavior and rewire our brain. So it's a, it's a good little hack that I've been using um, with a lot of my clients. And then integrating what I call little micro practices into their day. So I've been teaching a lot of people um, micro meditations, little short. Have we talked about micro meditations? No. Can, can you define it, mate, and unpack it a bit? Yeah. So, um, so I do a lot of like uh, micro meditations or breath work, right? And um, because as we were discussing as well, a lot of people don't like meditating. So another thing that you could do is either mindful walking or you could do some um, breath work exercises. Uh, especially if you're into Wim Hof, people, you know, all those super breathers, you might want to do some of that stuff. <laughs> but micro meditations, little short, short practices, 30 seconds to three minutes that you can use to integrate throughout your day. All right. And they're a lifesaver if you're feeling, you know, stressed or overwhelmed, if you need to compose yourself before an important meeting, a presentation. Um, but more importantly, to take a little mental break throughout the day. And, and right now, we all need to be made, you know, taking more mental breaks throughout the day. So, um, you know, these are, these are something that people absolutely love, um, especially type A personality, uh, type A personalities like us. <laughs> but, you know, fill every moment of our day with doing something, right? 
So these little micro practices are, are really, you know, people really, really like them. So, you know, and then that way you can attach it to an existing habit and it just, you know, starts to, at least you're starting to integrate it into your day because even one minute can make a difference. Just taking, taking one minute out of your day to do it. So, yeah. So do you want to do a, do you want to do a micro meditation right now? Do you want to try yeah. it? Do to yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, okay, absolutely. So I call this, this is a, this isn't even a one minute meditation. This is a 30 second meditation. Now everyone, everyone loves a quick, everyone loves a quickie, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do much in 30. <laughs> Speak for yourself, please. Anyway, right? <laughs> so for people that are too busy, I've got a 30 second meditation, right? I call it the 30 second reboot. All right. And you can do this anywhere, anytime, any place. In fact, this is perfect to do while you're boiling the kettle in the morning instead of getting on Instagram and Facebook, uh, especially after watching The Social Dilemma. <laughs> you should definitely be keeping off of Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> All right, now there's three parts to this practice, right? Now, part one, we pick an object in our environment, all right? Could be anything, light, air conditioner, whatever, whatever's around you, all right? Got one? Yep. yep. Great. Step two, we silently name it in our minds. So I can see a light, so I'm gonna silently say in my mind, light all right step three we take a nice deep breath in through the nose fill up the belly and slowly out through the mouth as if you're blowing up a balloon so breathe in and breathe out and then repeating that two more times all right so that's three cycles that's 30 seconds all right so should we do a little micro meditation for the uh, listeners should we do it together yeah. Just do two more rounds. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So get everyone, everyone at home, get comfortable. Make sure your back's nice and straight. All right. Eyes closed okay. or open? You need your eyes open because you're going to be picking an object in your environment. Yeah. All right. Okay. So pick an object, silently name it. Take a deep breath in and out. Okay. Pick another object, silently name it. Take a deep breath in. And out. Okay. Pick one more object. Silently name it. Take a deep breath in and out. There you go. Super simple. Now, who but can't do that in 30 I seconds? Feel, I feel a lot more relaxed. Yeah. Like, feel it just yeah, it's not away. significant relaxation. But you just feel that sort of little bit of ease in your back and shoulders. And just, it's amazing what a few deep breaths can do, isn't it? It's all about the breath, man. It's like, you know, cause basically what you're doing, you're calming your nervous system down. Um, and through the breath, the breath, we can actually hack our, um, you know, our autonomic nervous system. So, um, you know, breathing is amazing. Um, so um, I've been doing a lot of sessions around <laughs> Zoom apnea. You guys heard about Zoom apnea? Only from you. <laughs> Only from you before you got on air. Yeah. <laughs> Leading into, I've yeah, got well, it right now. <laughs> You've got it right now. A lot of people have got it right now, right? I mean, we spend all our lives online um, and technology is amazing. It allows us to stay connected to family and friends and to work remotely and have sessions like this, which is amazing. But it does come at a cost. So, um, you know, a lot of my clients that I work with, we do a lot of Zoom sessions. A lot of them report feeling exhausted or drained after doing these sessions. So started investigating it into it and looking at the science of it. And it turns out that um, it, it's all to do with the way that we're breathing. So uh, about a decade ago, researchers discovered that 80% of us tend to hold our breath or shallow breathe while we're emailing or texting. They called it screen apnea. So come forward to today, we could call it screen apnea or zoom apnea. And it's all to do with the way that we breathe. So you know, the world doesn't make it easy for us to breathe. We sit in front of a computer screen all day and what are we doing? We're hunched over our computer, right? We've all noticed people walking along the street like that with their neck down, hunched mm. over their phones. Like the, the T-Rex with the short arms. <laughs> <laughs> They're like phone zombies. It's like the walking dead out there, right? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Poor posture equals um, short, shallow breathing. Um, so it impacts our breathing. Now, um, breathing's information about our environment. So um, when we get stressed, we tend to breathe uh, fast and shallow. And our brain interprets that as if we're, we're under threat, as if we're being chased by a tiger. 
activating mm. our sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight. And so it's a vicious cycle. So, you know, we get stressed, we breathe fast and shallow. We breathe fast and shallow and we feel stressed. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, and so, um, you know, and in the same way that we can trigger that response, we can also reverse it. So um, by breathing slowly and deeply um, and from the belly. So and we want to be breathing through the nose. So what the research is showing, this amazing research coming out at the moment, we talked about a book called Breath by James Nestor that's just come out. There's so much science going into and uh, coming out around the benefits of breathing for um, so, so much for uh, our health and well-being. And so we should be breathing through the nose. Um, it's more efficient when we breathe through the nose. We take in 20% more oxygen for a start. Uh, it activates part of our brain that's responsible for emotional regulation and fear. That's the hippocampus. So we're more resilient, less stressed. We've got more energy. Um, and we should be breathing slowly and deeply from the belly. All right. Deep diaphragmatic breathing. So, mm. um, so if you're any mouth breathers here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny, mate, because when I, when I, uh, sleep, I, I'm a bit of a sleep drawler too. So I'm an open mouth sleeper. Ah, okay. Okay. You so have, you got, to... have you got something for me to, got, to change it up? I've got to breathe I've... through my nose. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, did you guys get a blocked nose? No. no. Okay, because if you do get a blocked nose, a really simple hack that you can do is to breathe in and out of your nose and then just pinch your nose and hold your breath and sway from side to side, but hold your breath as long as you can until it becomes really uncomfortable, all right? Really uncomfortable. Just keep pushing, pushing, probably about 30, 35 seconds. And then when you have to breathe in, you breathe in through your nose and then breathe back, back out. And what you find is when I'm teaching people these techniques is it instantly clears the um, nasal, the, 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 the nose, the nasal cavities, um, because we're taking in more carbon dioxide in the blood, an increase in nitrous oxide in the, in the nasal cavity. We're warming up the body and we're also activating our sympathetic nervous system. So that clears people's nose for a start. So if you've got a blocked nose, you can try that at home, give it a go, do it a couple of rounds of that and it'll clear your nose. So as I said, you know, we, we want to be breathing through our nose um, and not from our mouth. So, um, and, um, so I guess there's a couple of things. First of all, um, when we're breathing through our mouth, it's, we tend to use the, the muscles more in our neck and our shoulders, right? So and we end up having you know, a lot more aches and pains in our neck and shoulders. And if you're someone that um, wakes up not feeling refreshed after a good night's sleep, it's because you're breathing through your mouth. And the simple solution tape up your mouth just tape. really yeah tape up your mouth so there's again this, there's a whole lot of science and research coming out about this i was like yeah okay okay this sounds like a bit bit quacky right a little bit kind of woo woo yeah. but just get some tape give it a try like with, with what i tell you the only thing you could do try it yourself and see if it works right yeah so just get some tape from the chemist there's some a certain kind of tape that you can get that's not too sticky and just tape your mouth down all right so that way you start to train yourself to breathe through your nose at night. So I started doing it and found that it instantly it, it helped me in a really big way because I'm someone, I suffer from sleep, sleep apnea and I snore. And so from a relationship perspective, my relationships change. My wife <laughs> says I no longer snore like a freight train. Oh, awesome. I need this, so, mate. <laughs> yeah, so give it a go. So you're, you know, it, it, it's not going to work for everyone, but for some, you know, for a lot of us, it actually it's a really great little hack. So just taping up your mouth before you go to sleep and then you'll be breathing through your nose. You'll feel a lot more, um, you know, you feel a bit more energized the next day. It's, it, the benefits of breathing, through, there's so, so many benefits of breathing through your nose. I mean, you know, look, we still need to breathe through our mouth if we're exercising, if we're swimming and, and you know, a couple of hundred breaths a day. By the way, we take 25,000 breaths a day. So a couple of hundred breaths through the mouth, no problem. But if we're habitually breathing through the mouth and apparently 25 to 50% of us are breathing through the mouth. We want to be breathing through the nose. This is a filter. It's a filter system, right? Think about it. We live in a city. It filters your air right into your body. If you're breathing through your mouth, you're just taking whatever's in the air and that's going straight into your lungs unfiltered. So the nose, we need to be breathing through our nose, but habitually we're breathing through our mouth. So, um, yeah, fascinating, fascinating stuff, right? Crazy. Are you meant to breathe out through your mouth? Um, it doesn't, that's not so important. It's breathing in. So, I mean, okay. there's a lot of different breathing techniques. 
you might be breathing through the nose, breathing out through the nose, or breathing in through the nose, holding, and then breathing out through the mouth. But generally, we want to be breathing in, taking oxygen in through the nose. So, mm. yeah, it's much more efficient. As I said, it's, we're taking in 20% more oxygen when we're breathing through the nose. So a whole host of benefits. And when we breathe from the stomach as well, that lowers cortisol, um, stress hormone cortisol, um, brings down our heart rate, our blood pressure. Um, yeah, in, and helps us if you get panic attacks or anxiety, it's a really good way of um, calming down anxiety and panic attacks. And in the UK, GPs are now prescribing um, deep diaphragmatic breathing to help people with um, asthma as well. Mm. So that's awesome, yeah. amazing, right? Just by breathe, just by breathing. So, mm. That's it, man. That's it. And so, mate, with people who are, you know, a lot of people who are remote working at the moment from home. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that you've noticed with the people that you're working with and how they're managing the challenges that present from working from home? And have you got any like solutions or, or feel good study cases or case studies rather of, of people who have like implemented some strategies and are kicking some goals now? Everyone's feeling some degree of anxiety. We call it angst or anxiety. I think at the moment, um, you know, uncertainty and fear creates anxiety. So completely normal at the moment with what's going on. And I think for a lot of people, they're struggling, um, being at home, stuck at home with their kids, um, not being able to, you know, we're a species, we need connection. You know, it's built into us. We need connection with other human beings to feel happy. And so for a lot of us, we're struggling, have, feeling so disconnected, I guess, right now. A lot of people are feeling really disconnected. Um, a lot of people struggling with work, you know, procrastinating, um, finding it hard to stay motivated. Um, so, you know, that's a tough one. Having that separation between work and home life because we're all working uh, at home as well is really hard. So again, you know, at the end of the day, trying to have a separation between work, that transition, I think is really important for a lot of people. So whether it's a couple of minutes to meditation, maybe a couple of minutes of breath exercises like box breathing or you know, a couple of, you know, there's four, seven, eight breathing is another one. That's another great practice you can try. So some breathing exercises, maybe some meditation just to help you um, transition from work to home life. Some yeah. people, again, you know, trying to work in different spaces in the house so you can separate work and home life um, and really trying to manage technology. I think that's a really, that's a big issue for a lot of people at the moment. Um, you know, managing technology so that it works for us rather than against us. Yeah, I think, you know, there's, a, there's an app that I've been recommending to people called Boomerang. Have you used Boomerang? No. no. Okay. So think about this, right? So we're working and we want to get, you know, we want to get the most out of our day. But if we're getting constantly distracted by um, text message, um, email pings, notifications, all that stuff every five minutes, we essentially waste, well, it takes, if we get distracted, it takes us 60 seconds to get our attention back, right? But up to 20 minutes to get our full level of focus and concentration back to where it was. So if you're trying to do some creative work and you're getting distracted by the notifications and it's taking you 20 minutes to get your attention back, that's not ideal, is it? Mm -hmm. But it's that 64 seconds that we need to remember as well, because if we're getting distracted every five minutes by some kind of notification, that's 12 minutes an hour that we lose, all right? Now, 12 That's minutes a lot, an hour adds up to eight. <laughs> eight and a half hours in a 40-hour week. Yeah. Yes. That's, now, that's... would anyone like an extra day? <laughs> Who would like an extra day in the week? Maybe to enjoy their life a little bit more. Maybe to get a bit more work done. That's so, crazy. So, it's so crazy, right? Mm. It's an absolute, it's a productivity Killer. So Chicago, Michigan, 40% reduction in productivity through multitasking. And at the um, social dilemma for anyone that watched that, at the end of it, every single person on there says, turn off all your notifications. So, you know, so this has been a big one for me in my sessions is teach, I call it digital self-defense, how we can manage technology, right? That's the first thing I tell people, turn off all the notifications, turn them off. You don't need them. They're just mm. killing your productivity. All right. Mm. You know, and with your email as well, things like email, you know, people wake up first thing in the morning and check their email and, and you know, you start your day with other people's agendas becoming your to-do list. Um, so I've been recommending people use a program called Boomerang, which is free if you use Google Chrome, I think, just download it to that. And essentially what it does is 
it gives you back control of your email inbox. Because for most of us, right, we open our email, we might think, oh, I'm just gonna send a quick email. You open your email, and all of a sudden there's like 100 emails there, right? Now, I'm sure no one here is thinking, oh, wow, I got 100 emails today. How lucky am I? No one's thinking that, right? Everyone's just thinking, oh my God, my stress has just, just gone up. I've just seen all these emails. So use a program like Boomerang where you can set the time and take back control. So what it essentially does is it closes off your inbox. So email, emails can't come into your in, in, inbox, but you can send emails, mm. right? So you set the time on your Gmail of say 11.30 or 11, I do 11.30 and 3.30 in the afternoon. And they're the two times that I know that I'm going to check my email. That's the two times in the day that I check my email. I only check my email twice a day at those two times. And for 25 minutes, I use that Pomodoro technique, 25 minutes. So I'm focused. Everything else is off. I'm focusing on just checking my emails for 50 minutes a day, two times a day, right? But if I need to shoot a quick email off during the day, I know I can jump on. I've got that email blocker on. Nothing's coming through. And I can stay focused. Mm. <laughs> that's good that's a really good hack people love it people love it, love it. Mm. people love it people really these little tweaks like this these little hacks make such a difference to someone's work day mm. in, in a really it's a really great little productivity hack so give it a go that's awesome the, an- the answer no more is like oh just don't use technology or just don't go on social media like that those hacks don't work anymore do they like society's not set up that way so it's you have to dance with it but you need to know the hacks to to beat it a little bit or defend yourself (laughs) well you need to be more mindful around it essentially right because you know that's what it's about it's about being more mindful because technology isn't good or bad it's all about how we manage it so you know turning off notifications flight mode in your phone when you need to focus and concentrate and checking your email you know at set times during the day will help you to unitask Mm. so we need to give ourselves permission to be unavailable right and to connect only when it's healthy and appropriate to us and and through mindfulness it allows us to take back control manage technology so it works for us Mm. rather than against us and that's what it's about it's about being mindful it's about making these tools work for us instead of flipping it the other way i mean what's the thing they say in the uh, social dilemma if if you're not paying for the product you are the product yeah (laughs) (laughs) so true isn't it yeah, man, it's mm. crazy. So yeah, some, so there's some productivity hacks, you know, for people. So um, just around some, you know, some basic, basic stuff about around workflow, which is really, mm. really important. Just getting into that zone because we all want to, you know, we to really enjoy your work. You really enjoy it when you're in that zone, you know. Mm-hmm. So true. You know mate. what I'm talking about, right? When you're talking about zone, you know, when you're really fully you immersed in the, in the task. Yeah, mm. you're in that flow. You forget about time. Yeah. and what's going on and you're really engaged in what you're doing. So, something that I've been um, sharing with clients as well is that working from home and, and living in an uncertain world with COVID, these are some of the little hacks that they can actually can control. So it kind of puts, flips it around again. So it's like, you know, I can control how many times I look at my emails. I can control yeah. if I put aside some time for meditation. And so once you feel like you regain that control and the foundations of your everyday... I've found that it helps people deal more effectively with the level of uncertainty that's in the air. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, again, you know, look, we need to be mindful right now because again, we're getting caught up thinking about the future, worrying about the future, right? We know that we can only control this moment is the only moment we have. Mm. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. So why spend all our time and energy worrying about this, right? Mm. Mm. So we need to be living more in the present moment. It's so important, especially right now. We, mm. You know, there's no point in us um, worrying about the future. We can't control that. Let's worry about what we can control. Let's stay more in the present moment. You know, right now we need to be building resilience. We don't know what's coming. We need to be building resilience. It's really important right now. Um, you know, because when, when, when I talk about resilience, um, you know, a lot of it's got to do with what's going on up here right? It's our thoughts. You know, it was Shakespeare that famously said, there's nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so, right? And our thoughts can be the difference between, you know, an unexpected event being seen as an opportunity or a disaster, an offhanded comment from a client or a co-worker is shrugged off or initiates a monologue of self-doubt that can ruin our whole day. Mm. So the most important conversation you're ever going to have is with who? Yourself. yourself exactly <laughs> right 
It's yeah. you. It's how you mm. think of yourself. It's how you speak to yourself. It's, you know, it's your thoughts. And it's that little voice in the back of your head that never shuts up. Mm. Who's got a little voice chatting away most days? Oh, hey. me. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I, was about, Ray, I was about to say, Dan, what's your little voice telling you right now? <laughs> oh, I want Ray to give me some therapy in real time. <laughs> Can you give me some therapy, Ray, in real time? Because I've got a conundrum. <laughs> So it's most people work, cool. most people working from home or working through COVID at the moment, most people I talk to or people I know have it in a way where it's like, they've got young family at home, they're homeschooling, they're working and they're like a bit hectic. I'm the opposite. I've never been so understimulated in my life. Yeah. And I'm someone that's never, ever been bored in my life. And I'm 33 years old, but this last six months working from home, I'm yeah. just so like, it's just like I'm bored to a certain point and I'm kind of just feel, and I'm a social person and an extrovert and then I'm big on mindfulness and I try to do it. But do you have any tips or, or strategies or do you see that with other clients that you're dealing with at the moment where it's kind of the, the opposite of overstimulation? It's like understimulation mm. or should I yeah, just go yeah, see that, a cancellor? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a lot, I'm a lot cheaper. <laughs> Have you ever thought about taking up jigsaw puzzles? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but the uh, thing is, I'm very outdoorsy. So, like, I don't like yeah. TV. I don't like jigsaw puzzles. I don't yeah, want to yeah. do any of those indoor things. Well, I, I think a couple of things that we need to think about. First of all, while we're working under these situations, um, it's really important for us to actually embrace boredom, right? <laughs> this is a really important concept for us to embrace boredom a little bit more because we feel every single minute of our day doing something, right? Mm. So it is not, it's important for us to embrace boredom. This is in fact where um, we get most of our, where do you get most of your best ideas from? Not, not when I'm solo or oh, sometimes when I'm solo, but I get a lot of my energy and a lot of my inspiration. When you're when walking I'm or, well, I think, you know, we, I think it's really important for us to create more space in our day to kind of allow our minds to wonder. All right. Because in the same way, like mindfulness isn't always about being in the present moment. We still need to allow our minds to wonder. Because, you know, this is great for our creativity. It stimulates divergent thinking, um, you know. But we're not doing that in the moment, right? We're not creating any space in our day to... In fact, for most people, they fill every single minute of their day with something. In fact, until their head hits the pillow uh, when they go to sleep. And what happens then? No wonder most people can't sleep because it's the first time in the day they've actually let their subconscious mind process what's actually going on in the world, Right. And for all of us now, we are, um, we're working in a way, it's not like 50 or 100 years ago where we did jobs that were a little bit boring, where we've got to let our minds wander. Now we're all knowledge workers. We're using computers all day long. We're not creating any space in our day just to allow our minds to wander. Really important. So maybe, Daniel, first thing is maybe embrace boredom, man. I think that's really important, right? Especially what you've got to how do you embrace boredom? Just like embrace that whole, like you're saying, clear space. Oh, this is good. I can just let my mind wander. And Okay. Couple of couple of suggestions for you. The first one is, have you done walking meditation? No. Okay. So there's plenty of way learn. You can learn ways to do it. I can send you some stuff or you can look on YouTube. Walking meditation is a really good way, right? Especially if you're someone that you've got a lot of energy, you've got all this, you know, you, you need to let it out. You may be feeling a bit angsty. Moving the body is a good way of getting rid of that energy, moving that energy around, right? So mm. walking meditation is great. Um, yeah. Do you go for a walk in the park in the morning? Yeah. I usually yeah, go nature. for I've been going in the afternoons at the moment. Yeah, okay. Mm. But, you know, maybe morning, afternoon, make sure that you're doing 10,000 steps a day. That's the first thing. Get yourself a little step count. Really good. Make sure you're hitting those 10,000 steps a day. But go out. Don't take your phone. Don't, don't, don't take your phone with you. Leave your phone at home. Just go out, go for a nice long walk, allow your mind to wander, allow yourself to process what's going on. Now, as someone that likes to be around people, you are an extrovert, you're a people person, right? Mm. And this is a challenge for a lot of us. But during, this, during what we're going through right now, one of the best ways of doing this is actually talking to people through Zoom meetings. So we talk, mm. we're, we're, we're talking about Zoom apnea and you know, in one way, yeah, right? But then also Zoom can be really, really important for us to connect with others. And the reason for that, unlike using the phone, email, or sending text messages, you can see the non-verbal communication and up to 80% of communication is non-verbal. Mm. So, you know, that might be um, 
facial expression, eye contact. Do you know what I mean? Body language. So we need to see that when we're talking to someone. So Zoom is a really good um, tool for us to use. So make sure you're connecting with people, man. Um, Mm. You know, it's really important. I think, you know, if you're a people person, just having, you know, conversations, because we are such a lonely and disconnected society, right? Well, now we are. Nah. <laughs> especially for, yeah, but for, especially for men, I think there was a study that came out in America that showed 10 years ago, the average, average bloke had uh, 10 good mates that he could call if he was in trouble. And I think today it's zero. Mm. Really? Yeah, right? Mm. And, you know, the stats in this country for us blokes, we're struggling at the moment with our mental health and our well-being, you know. Suicides, 76% of suicides in this country are blokes. Um, you know, 72% of men don't seek any help for mental health disorders, you know? So in fact, I did a session a couple of weeks ago, which was great. There was these three guys, they've been mates for years since they were kids. One of them was really struggling with anxiety. So they called me up. They said, look, Ray, you know, our buddy's struggling. Let's do a session. The three of us will catch up on a Thursday night. And so we turned it into like a little bit of a lads catch up on a Thursday night, you know? And we did, you know, we did four or five sessions around mindfulness, resilience, all kinds of stuff, right? And, and it was really great little bonding session. And by the end of it, just, you know, these three guys, had, you know, these two guys had really pitched in with their mate and he was just doing so much better by the end of the session, you know? So mm, I don't just awesome. got to be, yeah, we've got to look for ways to kind of connect, stay connected to our mates, especially for us blokes, you mm. know? Um, it's too easy for us not to pick up the, you know, I was going to say the phone or, or to, to do a, a, a Zoom meeting and catch up with your friends. But it's really, really important for our, our mental health and well-being that we mm. stay connected. We are a species. We need, it's hardwired into us, right? Mm. Connection, you know, it's there for our survival. Thousands of years ago, we were in tribes for our survival. We need it. We need connection, especially mm. right now. So, you know, just got to make the effort. You just got to think of ways to connect. Maybe thinking of some, you know, maybe now... Daniel, maybe this might be a time for you. Maybe if there's a hobby or something that you want to do, maybe not so much work related, but maybe something for you, maybe something personal development or some kind of skill or sport that you wanted to learn. Mm. Do a course, man, jump in and, you know, use this time, um, you know, use this time productively to sort of, you know, that could be another option as well. And of course, get your meditation practice going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for the advice. It's, it's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Like the, the notion of, if you crave connection, you have to go to your technology, but then managing the, the level of technology exposure is like the yeah. the most difficult part because I know for me, if I'm not engaging with people on LinkedIn, email, Zoom, whatever it is, I'm on my phone in a group chat with my mates or sending pictures to my family of my daughter or whatever it is. And it's like, shit like how how long have i like have i actually been on this screen for and um i don't know if you do you ask your clients how much screen time they they look at on their phone ray because i was completely shocked when i looked at mine because i was like oh i manage my phone pretty well and then i was averaging like four hours on my phone a day a day four hours a day wow that's a lot of time isn't it Mm, heaps that is crazy blew me away i was just like holy shit like i need to get a boomerang on this thing or something yeah reading somewhere they said up to an hour a day um, doesn't really impact your happiness so after an hour a day is apparently not that good so you know I think it's just trying to manage it you know you know four hours a day is a lot but you know you seem happy so it's working for you as well so you know hey this is mindfulness no judgment here. <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> It's funny like, COVID, it's probably different in COVID though as well because it is probably, yeah, it is you, you, you know mm, yeah good point These are usually, different, if we're not yeah. in COVID I'm usually searching for a couple of hours spare because i usually fill my yeah. week up with activities but you know now it's like you just oh, okay we'll finish work go for a walk then i'll cook dinner you know no, so you naturally embrace, you're going on your phone embrace more. the boredom embrace i'm embracing i'm gonna yeah. start embracing the boredom just sit there and look at the ceiling <laughs> but it's 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 such a good point right because it's such like a it's such a reverse on what we're forced upon from media and, and socials. Everyone's like, you know, be productive. You know, you got to, you know, wait, not waste any moment. You got to jam your day full. And it's like, well, hang on a sec. We perhaps we just need to hit the brakes a bit and just embrace that, that level of boredom to actually gain some clarity. 
Yeah, that's and why also holidays are so good. That's why exactly. holidays are just the mm. best. Well, what do you do when you're on a holiday? You reflect on your life, right? Mm. Yeah, you take time. time out. You're not thinking about work. You're, you're relaxed. You know, you're thinking, you're reflecting on your life. You're creating space in your day to reflect. And this is the thing. We need to create more space in our day. So like I said, it, just going for a walk in the morning without your phone, without listening to a podcast, just allowing the mind to wander, mm. just go and create that space to be creative. You know, I mm. think it makes such a big difference to, to our day. Just finding, creating some space, bringing some space into our day. Cause we're not doing that. We're filling every single minute of our day. Mm. And no wonder we feel so exhausted and drained. Right? For sure, man. And it's, it's like one of those things that I know I personally ch- ch- um, find difficult is that I set myself some goals and I set myself some outcomes and every spare moment I go, oh, I need to be progressing further towards those. So like if it's consume a certain amount of audiobooks per month, if it's, yeah. you know, meditate a certain amount of um, minutes, it, but it's like, I think I'm losing the the actual purpose of the exercise if I'm like competing in a way th- towards the goal. Does that make sense? Yeah. And putting so much yeah. pressure on ourselves as well. Yeah. But I think, you know, the other thing as well, guys, I think, you know, another thing that I've been really um, doing in my sessions is just talking about the importance of gratitude. Cause I think, you know, when was the last time any of us actually stopped to appreciate our lives and the people in it, right? Mm. Well, for most of us, it's rarely we do that. We're, we're constantly thinking about what we don't have what we want instead of what we've actually got in our lives. Mm. Right. Mm. And, um, as, as I discussed with you guys, you know, we can blame our negativity bias. We can blame our brains negativity bias because its job is our survival, not our happiness. We are actually wired to focus on the negative. Mm. Right. But also we're living in a world where striving is ingrained in our culture. We go from one goal to the next goal. Right. And also through social media makes, feels like we're missing out on so much, right? Mm. So, and, and right now with what's going on in the world, it's easy for us to focus on the negative where, you know, with COVID, it's in the news and social feeds all the time. So, you know, wisdom traditions teach us that real happiness doesn't come from finding more, achieving more, it actually comes from within, from learning to appreciate what we've got and by cultivating gratitude. So mm. gratitude is a really important, you know, this is something that... Um, I found really, really beneficial to me cultivating gratitude. And there's so much um, science um, around the benefits of practicing gratitude. It widens, mm. you know, our view of the world. Um, you know, we feel more connected to people. Uh, it's better for our health. Um, gratitude journals, a really good thing. Gratitude mm. jar, just write, you know, or just trying to think of things that you're grateful for as well. Daniel, this is another good little exercise to do in the morning after you've had your cup of coffee. Sit mm. down and think of three things that you're grateful for. Mm. Yeah, right. that's what I've actually been drawing on a lot. When I get really bored and I'm just like yeah. understimulated, I'm like, well, that's all right. At least I've got my job. At least I'm happy. Like I try to think about those grateful things and it does help. Mm. But yeah, still, I think, I think shifting the energy is the key because I've noticed over the six months when I'm exercising more and being more active, if the weather's better, I'm better. Whereas if the yeah. weather's shit and I cut back on my exercise, then I think I start to, I keep that negative energy in my body. I don't flush it or move it. That, that, that's definitely the theme of this session, shifting mm. the energy. Mm. I like it. And I think that comes in back to the breath work too. Because yeah, the breath work's be... probably the easiest, most accessible way at any time to just shift your energy through breath, which I think why yoga is so good and even exercise, it probably has a huge part. When I go swimming, I find that I'm breathing so well after a swim session because you're forced to breathe deeply for like 45 minutes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, breathing can really make a big difference. So definitely jump in and try some of that. Have you done the box breathing before? No, I, I can't remember. It rings a bell, but let's do it. Yeah. It rings a bell, but let's do it. <laughs> Have you got time, Ray? We're, we're pushing for a <laughs> Okay, this is... Okay, so... Yeah, okay, let's do it. We can do it quickly. So this is a good little... This is a good little... Uh, another little micro practice that I teach people. So, you know, look, the US Navy SEALs, big tough people that are called upon to go into dangerous situations to protect their country and their way of life. And, um, you know, it's a stressful job, so they need a way to cope quickly. So what do they do? They use a breathing technique called box breathing or square breathing. Now it's called box breathing because like a box, there's four sides to it. 
And essentially all we're doing is we're breathing in for four, we're holding for four, breathe out for four, and then breathe in for four. All right? So when we do this, we find that um, it can definitely, it, it activates our the relaxation response. It actually activates what's called the vagus nerve and um, stimulates our parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest, which is the opposite to the fight or flight or stress response. All right? So it's really simple. You guys want to, want to do a couple of rounds? Yeah, yeah for sure, man. Okay, so we were talking about the correct way to breathe. So first of all, I said, we've got to be breathing through the nose, all right? So we're going to be breathing through the nose. And the second thing is we want to be breathing down in the belly. So if you're at home, what I'm going to get you to do is put your hand on your chest, the other hand on your belly, just under your belly button, all right? Now we to take a nice deep breath in through the nose, pushing out your belly. So you want to feel the hand on your belly move out, the hand on the chest stay still, all right? So just breathe in nice and deeply. You just want to feel your belly moving out. Then you know you're doing it correctly. So when you're breathing out, the hand moves in, the belly moves in towards the spine, all right? So is your hand on your belly moving out or is the hand on the chest moving? Belly. Belly. Yeah, cool. Okay, so you're doing it right. Shoulders as well, stay still, nice and relaxed. Okay, so you guys close your, close your eyes. We'll do a couple of rounds of this box breathing, all right? So I'll guide you through it. So take a nice deep breath in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Breathe out. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Breathe out. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Breathe out. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. That's it. So you could do that for, you could just do like a minute or like little spot drills throughout the day, or you could do five or 10 minutes of that. Just turn your phone off, set a timer, lay on the floor, put your hand on your belly and just focus on your breath like that. It'll instantly calm you down, instantly calm you down. Hmm. So I taught this, I taught this technique to a woman uh, that I was coaching about six months ago. I hadn't heard from her for a while. And then I got an email from her saying that, you know, look, Ray, after we did, my, we did those sessions last time, my mum passed away and I was, I was in such a bad way. I was really struggling. But I've got to say, one of the things that helped me get through that was that really simple breathing technique that you taught me. It really was a lifesaver for me during that time. So don't underestimate the power of the breath and, and just a simple practice like this can make such a difference in when you need it. So um, simple practice, but really, really powerful practice. So yeah, give it a go. Next time you're feeling stressed, next time someone cuts you off, you get pushes your buttons or, you know, mm. try and do some practices like this, focusing on the breath or just, you know, throughout your day again, you know, while you're at work, you know, look for little ways to integrate it into your day. These little micro practices, like the 30 second one we did at the beginning or the box breathing, you know, maybe when you turn the computer on first thing in the morning, you know, that's the perfect opportunity to do, you know, get a little meditation in or some breathing exercises or maybe when you're standing in the queue, if you're going to Audi, you've got a lot of time there. Or maybe when you're on the phone <laughs> to Telstra trying to get your MBM fixed, you've got a lot of time there. That's a perfect time to meditate. <laughs> I'm, re I'm ready to backflip out of a helicopter into a war zone now. Breathing. <laughs> you're ready for action like a US Navy film. I love it. <laughs> That's a beautiful story that you just relayed about your um your client getting through mm. her mum's passing yeah. like that because yeah it's, I've got a fascination with those simple things you know breath meditation it's always the simple things that can be the most profound there's no magic trick is there no and it's free right we yeah to, you could do it anywhere anytime it's free any of us can do it we can use it we've got this amazing way of hacking our nervous system yeah you know we can actually control our breath and control our autonomic nervous system through breathing. Mm. It's amazing, but we just got to remember to do it and just do it, you know, and the, and the effects mm. are really profound. It's very simple practice, but 
you know and like we know when when someone gets stressed or when there's an emergency situation people always say take a breath which sounds really cliche but there's a reason they do that mm. you know if you can control you know if you can control the breath stress you know stress and the breath are intrinsically linked if you control the breath you can control stress in a lot mm. of these situations especially when we get triggered stressed or if we have an emotional hijack in we come back to the breath uh, and of course, meditation is probably the most well-known um, and arguably effective um, breathing techniques as well. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, that's included in there as well. Yoga, meditation, breath work, all, this, all these amazing uh, tools that we can tap into anywhere, anytime, any place. Hey, and guess what? They're free. Mm -hmm. Love it. Ray, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show again, <laughs> mate. So good to you have always, you back. Yeah, you always bring so much good, so many good, interesting points. Mm. Thank you. Thanks, boys. It's always great Absolutely. catching up with you guys. There's always a great energy. I think when we uh, when we when we're hopefully all back to normal, we'll have to catch up for a shandy or two. Mm. Yeah, sounds, Absolutely. <laughs> sounds Absolutely. good. Or a latte, or something <laughs> of the kind. And mate, almond latte, of course. <laughs> <laughs> And mate, how can people see your updates and gain some of your resources that you walked us through today? Well, you can't because I'm not on social media. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and I don't have a phone. Um, no, Where's can, Ray? Can, yeah, exactly. Where is this guy? Um, yeah, you look, the, the normal social media channel, channels, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook, although I'm not really on Facebook much. Um, and through my website, um, www.goodplace.com au. so if you there's a whole lot of free resources that um you can jump onto there there's like free guided meditations that you can download and use and a whole lot of the science behind mindfulness and some of the stuff we've talked about so um yeah if you you know reach out and connect to me through the website that's probably the easiest way awesome, awesome. and if anyone's yeah you want to if you want to bring the good place to your workplace hit me up so, um, yeah, I've been doing some amazing work, working with some amazing clients. I just started a four-week course with Tennis Australia. I'm going to be doing a, a session for Tourism Australia as well to awesome. 50 uh, people. So I've been working with Nova FM, um, you know, the Essential Services Commission. So, yep. yeah, some really amazing, you know, really interesting clients. So it's been amazing so sorry quick plug there at the end no mate nah, it's good the work you do is amazing it's yeah. good it's good yeah i'm an englishman i can't help myself <laughs> but the thing is the most important thing is you're plugging really good powerful stuff so that's mm. the most important part yeah well you know i'm so passionate about it you know for me i'm you know i'm on a mission to create a more mindful world mm. so you know i love my job i love what i do i love helping people um and you know right now we're living in a world that's very you know uncertain overwhelming complex and increasingly stressful so you know we need to we need to build mental fitness resilience emotional well-being which means you know practicing self-care and looking after our minds in the same way we exercise to look after our bodies um, mm. you know and if you need more motivation than that self-care isn't just about us right it's also about the people around us the mm. better we can take care of ourselves the better we can take care of others in our lives so yeah i'm on a mission to create a more mindful world we need it the world needs you know a simple secular scientifically validated way of helping people deal with the stresses of modern living and um, i think meditation mindfulness breath work these all these amazing practices that have been around for thousands of years you know they offer hope these these are tools that we can use we've got them there we just got to use them and they can they've made such a big difference to my life such a big difference to the people that I coach. So, um, yeah. I'm so Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Arrive and Thrive podcast, please let us know by sharing it with a connection and leaving a review. We hope that through this podcast, even more people can design a career and life that they love and are proud of. See you soon.